What is going on, everybody out there? Welcome to the IGN All-Star Community Podcast, the number one community podcast on the internet. Okay, I am one of your hosts, the epic Jake James Lugo. With me, I got my compatriots, Mr. Peter Lopez and Mr. David Quigley. Guys, gentlemen, what's happening? Top of the morning to you, laddie. <laughs> top of, whoa, whoa, that's, that's, that's really British right there. Whoa, whoa, Tom Hawkins will be pleased. <laughs> but either way, how you guys doing? How you guys holding up? You doing all right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Barely waking up, dude. We're recording the show pretty early today, um, which I appreciate. I have some car issues going on, and I'm waiting yeah, for the maintenance guy issues. to give car me a call issues. back. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got that extra bold coffee today? Like you got like it's not just bold; it's not even double bold. It's like triple bold to make sure that you get up. <laughs> no, actually, I've switched to decaf like whoa, three whoa, weeks whoa, ago. Whoa. Decaf. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. You can't just make a change like that. That's just. <laughs> no. I've been drinking. There's I've been no drinking point too much drinking coffee at that point, right? Well, it's it's good to make it seem like I'm drinking coffee so I don't get headaches. I think it's so more this like is a not one of those times <laughs> when you have to wane yourself on the coffee right now. It's mad early. You're tired as heck. Yeah. Oh, I have to kick caffeine for a particular mm. reason, but mm. eh, you know, well, not let me put it this way: we got we got some stuff that'll wake you up. There's a lot of stuff going on in gaming that'll wake you up for sure. <laughs> so. So let, let's start out with mine here, okay? Because I think mine is probably the contra- most controversial out of all three of ours right here this week. So for a while now, in case you guys didn't know, okay, if you guys are excited for Fire Emblem Fates, that's coming out very, very soon later this month here in February. It's coming out, I believe it's February 19th, if I'm not mistaken. So there's been a lot of talk about Fire Emblem, which is great. But here's the problem, though. There's been a controversy that's kind of popped up, you know, especially with some early copies of the American version of the game for North America, that there's been this petting mini game that Nintendo decided to remove from the final version of the game here in the, here in uh, North America. But it's still in the Japanese version. Basically, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, if you haven't seen any footage and such, it's where you actually, quote unquote, pet slash use the stylus to touch uh, different characters that appear in the game. It's, it's a form of, th- of a thing called skinship. Which is like, again, some sort of like deep personal thing that's part of Japanese culture and stuff. It gets very complicated. If you want to know about that, look that up online. But the main thing that you got to get out of this is this. All right. You have to you have to actually pet the actual characters using the stylus in the Japanese version of the game. So Nintendo decided to remove that after a little bit of backlash from their previous controversy with the game where there was some suggestion of a gay conversion therapy with one of the characters in Fire Emblem uh, Fates. So going off of that, okay. And, I, and I'll tell you guys the response in just a bit. I want to get your guys' thoughts first. So, Pete, David, what do you guys think of this thus far from what you know? Do you want to go first, David? Sure. Uh, this is probably the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. And that's no no uh, attack on your topic here. But the people involved are just your typical whiny internet crybabies. And this is just ridiculous. If I write a book... And I change the story up, which is not even what's happening as far as I can tell. It's not like a story change, but just a part of it. But yeah. as a comparison, if I write a book, I made it. If I want to change the story in every country I release it in, that's my, that's my right to do so. The reader is not entitled to the story from a different country. Nintendo makes Fire Emblem, as far as I'm uh, aware yes. mm-hmm. and Nintendo can do whatever they want with the games that they make if they don't want to give us the same version here as you get in Japan then I guess you are more than welcome to import and learn Japanese uh, you're not entitled to anything stop crying mm. B, any thoughts 
Yeah. Um, for, for me, it's, it's 50-50. A part of me is like, well, why didn't Nintendo just keep it in there? But after reviewing some video footage, um, you know, I, I've seen what it looks like in the Japanese version. And all it really is, is I think you're just rubbing their face. To me, that's not a big deal at all. Why get rid of it? I can, I guess, like it's a, like you said, it's a cultural thing where maybe perhaps those in North America or in the States, we, we like, we won't really understand it, you know, um, because we don't really. (laughs) That's really what a lot of people are looking at it, but, but I'll give you some more info in just a sec afterwards. Um, but like, yeah, so I can, I guess I can see why they took it out. For me, it's not a big deal. Um, on the other hand, I also. I kind of see it as art. Like, why would you edit one's art? You know, that's your creative idea of what the, in this case, the game would be. Why change it for a different region? Um, But then this morning, um, I think Polygon had this video that covered the, the petting and it's, you still get that 2d animation, but there's no, there's no touching. Exactly. Uh, but so it, it's you can live without it, too. Um, it's just, you know, you, you're never you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, in case you don't have an idea of what it is exactly in Fire Emblem Fates, um, if you played like Pokemon Y or or X, maybe even Alpha. Um, I'm not too sure. It, it's just like when you're petting like your Pokemon, you know, you're, you're just yeah, building Pokemon, a relationship. I think it's I think it's yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, and that and that's all you're doing. So it, it it just seems like such a small thing to take out, but um, you know, I can understand why people would would care less if it's out, and then I would understand that people would care because you know they took it out. So so here's the thing, and this is where I fall into this because I actually talked about this, you know, as this ongoing quote unquote saga has been has been happening and such. A lot of people were pissed off. I'm talking about fans, you know, gamers and such. And I really, it's just, I think in my opinion, I think it's people that don't necessarily care about Fire Emblem as a series. They care about the fact that you could just have the option to do that. And they, they call it as a joke, you know, for the series now. Ever since Fire Emblem Awakening, Awakening they're calling it Waifu Simulator, basically. You know, it's like a play. It's like, okay, well, you, they got the emphasis a little bit more so on the characters when it comes to like the cute Japanese uh, anime style girls and all that. So that's fine and Danny. I don't think there's anything wrong with that type of style or that type of like, you know, uh, comedic type of stuff that they actually implement into some of their games or any game that you see out on the market. What I do have a problem with, though, was the reaction that came from all the fans and all the gamers that were out there when this news came out, because what it is, is that it's not censorship per se. You know, so a lot of people are calling it censorship or easy and quick to call it censorship, which granted they're changing some stuff up. But I think it's more self-censorship rather than censorship from, you know, or like a backlash from a particular group of people or anything like that. Like there was a lot of allegations and stuff that I felt were kind of thrown out there and really putting Nintendo on blast immediately so. You know, because two things. Number one, I felt like that if Nintendo had kept it in, a lot of people that are really sensitive right now, again, the United States is going through a very sensitive time, you know, when it comes to the game industry, you know, over the last year or so, I feel like Nintendo would have been put on blast by so many more people besides uh, the people that are now mad at them because I, I, it's just unneeded. The other thing, too, that which I even said in, in, in a bunch of different places where I was talking about it, and I got a lot of flack for it, was that the minigame to me, it's not so much the content that, that's weird and creepy and stuff, even though for some people it is. What it really is for me is that the minigame is out of place. It's completely like, you know, 
the, the best way I could describe it is that Fire Emblem Awakening had a very similar type of relationship building and character development approach with it, with their characters, where you would pair them up together in battle and you would, they would actually grow and have a relationship together over time as they battled more, which made sense in the context of the gameplay as well as the story and everything else that came in that game. This, to me, it seems like the minigame itself was just extra fat. It was just kind of thrown in there, and it, it, it comes out of left field, I think, in my opinion. Again, context-wise, when you look at the actual petting minigame, it's, it just looks a little weird, and it, it's nothing like you know overtly sexual or anything that's like deemed should be deemed offensive i think that anybody gets offended by this type of stuff is a little bit overly sensitive and kind of like reaching quote unquote a little bit but getting rid of that mini game i don't think was a detriment to the game if anything it made the game better in my opinion according to again to the news that broke out like we were saying was that the the dialogue and the story and all that other stuff is still in there you still get those moments where you could invite the character to your room you have those discussions or whatnot and you get those bonuses it's just that now you just won't be able to pet them with the actual stylus and i think that's where i have a problem with with a lot of people just again getting upset about it. You're caring about the fact that you could just pet an anime character or touch an anime qu- character, quote-unquote, with the stylus. You're not caring about that in the context of the game. So I just felt that the overreaction was a little bit unneeded. I mean, what do, what yeah. do you guys think? I mean, I think um, a lot of people just need to have a more of an open mind about it. You know, it just maybe something because i don't have a lot of experience with the fire emblem series so i don't really i, I don't think i could have much of an objective Did you play opinion Awakening? on this uh, i played like the demo but i never mm-hmm. really cracked into the video game itself but um where i was going with that was i just think a lot of people have to have a more open mind you know because it, it just does it just might not work here i mean obviously there are people who are familiar with japanese culture and they know the ins and outs of it all but there's a lot of people who don't you know, so I just, uh, I mean, overall, I just think a lot of people should have an open mind about it and mm. just understand that it just, there's just some things that just won't work for the majority of the audience. Um, and they just have to accept it. And like you guys said, if they don't, if they don't like the way things are going, they can always import it, you know? Exactly. And, and fun facts. And then, and then I want to get David's final thoughts. Uh, our boys, Jose Otero and Pierre Schneider over at NVC, along with Brian Altano. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out their recent uh, NVC that they did. I think not the not the new one that just recently went up, but the one right before. They talked about this, and a couple of them have been to Japan many times, and they those guys at least have some sort of good understanding of Japanese culture, more so than a lot of the other people on the internet commenting about this and stuff. And even for them, they said like you know it is kind of creepy, and if, when you really think about it in the context of the United States. And such, you know, that just wouldn't fly here, you know, with with our society, with our culture, you know, just going up and just petting anime characters like that. It's just right now, since we're so sensitive to that, you know, that type of like, uh, I guess you could say that type of content. It sounds worse than what that actually is. You know, we, we just don't get it. And we were just kind of like, you know, whatever. So I think that, again, to me, it works the game's benefit. But David, final thoughts. Yeah, I think you're right, JJ. I mean, it's categorically not censorship when the creator will chooses to change their work of their own volition you know there's no I think that word's thrown around too much yeah i agree there you know if there's no uh united states officials telling them you must change this or we're going to block your release which (laughs) i think would be difficult to do anyway i doubt it would happen um and that would probably get the opposite reaction from the creator um if you want to change your own stuff, that's fine. This is not a matter of censorship. This is a matter of people, per usual, acting super entitled and whiny and overreacting to everything. 
on the internet, but that is the outrage culture that we live in. Got to find something new to be mad about, and next week we'll find something new to be mad about. <laughs> I think that's true. I think when, when people say outrage culture, I think they're explicitly referring to the United States or North America. I mean, I'll leave that for a topic another day that we could dive really deep into that because that could be a whole discussion of itself. But let's move on. Let, let's shoot it over to David since we got you right here. David, tell us what you got for us this week. Sure. I've been playing a new game that is quickly climbing my charts of all-time greatest games. <laughs> And this is uh, this was released on PC last year, but because it just released this week on PlayStation, it is, I'm going to technically call it my current leader for Game of the Year 2016. Not too early to talk about that, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know what that is, this is, uh, and this if this doesn't sell you on it right away, you're probably not going to be into it. But this is uh, a rhythm-based top-down roguelike dungeon crawler so similar to the idea of something like binding of isaac every run is different you know it's procedurally generated maps uh the the hook on this is you have to move to the soundtrack and every beat of the music if you're not moving you are potentially taking damage all the enemies are moving to the beat also and so you're dancing around the level and you have to get work your way through every floor and get out to the end um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it at all, but there's just everywhere ton of little touches that make it fun. Um, I have my list. I'm currently reviewing this for VG Newswire, and so I have my my list of things that I'm really liking for it, and the things that I'm not. And the only thing I'm not is that I'm not very good at this yet, and it, <laughs> it reminds me of. Spelunky in all the best possible ways, which is one of my favorite games ever, uh, more so than Rocket League. Uh, you guys, this show started after my serious hardcore addiction to Spelunky. Uh, so anything you've heard me talk about Rocket League, it was even more hooked on Spelunky. So this feels like when I was first started Spelunky and it, I couldn't get through the jungle. Uh, that's where I am in Necrodancer, so hopefully I have a breakthrough at some point, uh, but this it's really difficult, but super fun, and uh, if you guys have any experience with it, or have you at least seen it? Uh, I've, I've seen a little bit of the trailer, but um, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the rhythm aspect of the game. Um, I mean, you said you're moving with the beat, is that right? Yes, uh, so on the bottom of the screen, you can see the the beats move towards the center, and you have to stay on beat. If you miss a beat, then you know if your timing's off, then you're stuck. But the enemies can move and attack you. So is this is this like a Guitar Hero adventure game, or it's, is it? Yeah, right. So it's elements of like a, a Binding of Isaac, Spelunky type of roguelike mixed with a rock band, because you everything you do has to be on time with the music. Okay. So you are and like a Spelunky, mistakes are your own fault and they are punished swiftly and fatally. So, and then when you die, you can have fun starting over at the beginning again and trying to work your way through. Man, it sounds very interesting um, since you had clarified the Guitar Hero Rock Band aspect. Those are like my favorite games, like Dance Dance Revolution, Guitar Freaks, Guitar Hero, that, that sort. 
and the fact that I'm I'll be able to you can play with ex- the dance pad by the way oh man that okay I'm sold now <laughs> I'm I'm sold that that sounds great um I I, I think it, it it's out already right yeah it came out on yeah. Tuesday this uh this past Tuesday so it's been out for about a week now nice uh, and that's uh it's cross by on PlayStation 4 and Vita and it's compatible with the PSTV for the dozen of us that own that and <laughs> the one that got the best buy sale on the Vita that's right so <laughs> that's what we got yeah uh, and the so the difference as far as I can tell um, there's two extra exclusive at least for now soundtracks to the PlayStation version that are not on the PC version one of them is a chiptune style remix and the other one is like an 80s synth remix mm-hmm. of everything i i like both of them uh the original is probably still the best music but all the original music is on the game also the only thing i can see that i haven't found yet is there's i don't think there's a level editor on the ps4 version but i don't know how well that would work without a mouse anyway so uh, but maybe that's there and i just haven't found it yet like i said i can't even get through the second zone yet so I got a long way to go. Uh, uh, JJ, do you have any? I mean, I haven't. I haven't checked it out. I mean, again, I I didn't know about this until you told us about it now. So sounds interesting enough. I mean, yeah, it was, the thing uh, is, I feel like I feel like the, the the music genre. Granted, we've had a couple new games releases come out. There there isn't as much as excitement for it now as it was before, way back in the past because it was obviously more fresh and was new and such. But I really haven't heard a lot of talk about that genre for a while. Yeah, and I I'd be hesitant to call it a music genre it's definitely more roguelike uh so it's definitely more spelunky binding of isaac uh just with the the beat is just the, that little twist that they put on it to make it oh, okay own. uh so it's definitely more dungeon like sound shapes than... like sound shapes a little bit when you when you gotta move a little bit to the beat right a little bit like that but okay. you know everything you do is going to kill you you know Sound Shapes is pretty chill. This is not at all. This is not chill. That, that, that's a good analysis. This is not chill. Yeah, put that on the box. And it's, uh, it's if just you want to so chill, good. this is not the game for yeah. you. And Pete, I know you are. Uh, you get the video game music stuck in your head. And, yeah. Uh, and I don't, but this is like, all these are like, you'll be hearing it as you're just throughout the day, whatever. You'll just have that little... Nice. The little thump, thump, thump with the <laughs> Necrodancer beat. <laughs> Even better. No, so I, it's, um, it's $15. Well, actually, it's on sale the first week. So by the time the show comes out, it'll still be available for 10% off. But it's about $15. Uh, nice. I could not recommend it anymore. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Let's shoot it over to our boy Pete. Pete, what do you got for us this week? You've been hearing about the division a lot. Yeah, I mean, so the the division has been in the news for God knows how long. A lot of people are playing the video game as of right now, I believe. Um, but Ubisoft just had an, I guess it was like an open slash closed beta. It was closed because you had to get like a pre order, but it was open because you got four codes when you registered your beta code nice. before other people could play with you. Um, so yeah, uh, last week I played the division and I really got that borderlands slash destiny vibe. Um, it's just one of the things I didn't like so much about it was 
you know, it's set in like a, a realistic setting, right? Like I believe it takes place in New York. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought it was New York City, right? Uh, I, I think I, I could yeah, New be New York wrong. in the near future. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's set in like modern day, no less. Like it's not some sort of sci-fi world or outer space or anything like that. One of the things that bothered me was, you know, these, the 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 computer AI, you know, your and the enemies that you're shooting at, they're they're really bullet sponges. But you also have to think about that the video game feels like an RPG in that regard, you know. So like I said, to relate it to, it could be related to Borderlands. You know, you're shooting at. Um, you know, like a bandit or something, and he can be level level ten, and you're only like a level four. It's going to take a, a lot to to kill this this individual. So, um, I, I really like it. I'm really excited. It's very like open world. There's a lot a lot of things you can do. There's a lot of things you can find. Um, I thought the the visuals were were fantastic. Um, can't really speak on it objectively in regards to like the sound. I didn't use like headset or anything like that, but from what I got, the video game feels like Gears of War um, in regards to like the, the way the character moves and you know the the cover fire shooting and the roadie running and stuff like that. So the game's very impressive. Uh, I, I really think I'm gonna purchase the video game on day one and more than likely get hooked on it. I don't know if I'm gonna buy it on like Xbox One or PlayStation Four. I guess it depends. Um, you know who buys it on what and then maybe I'll gravitate towards that system but I'm really excited for it just because I, I have that like addictive personality when it comes to open world video games that feel like they're MMOs but they're not sort of like Destiny and Borderlands so I wanted to see if you guys had any opinions on um, you know the division if you guys had a chance to maybe test it out uh, if not what interests you or doesn't interest you the most about the division so far, right, I've heard word of mouth from a variety of different people because a couple of our friends out there, friends of the show, have been playing The Division and they have different varying opinions. And I'm hearing a lot of different stuff, both good and positive and such. One of the things that I want to know since you got like almost firsthand experience with it is that is can that be still be a game that you can play solo? Because I remember if our, our boy Colin from Colin Greg Live actually came out and said like, you know, he's been hearing and he's been able to play that game alone, not just with friends like that. It's not that you have to play with type of friend uh, to have to play with friends type of game. Kind of like how I feel Borderlands could be sometimes or even Destiny to an extent. Yeah, you can certainly play the video game by yourself. Um, it, it may be a little bit more difficult considering you're flying solo and a lot of the game a lot of the objectives um require you to you know uh, kind of like run into a base or like an area that's covered filled with like enemies so you know it's like one versus ten so obviously the um the experience is going to be a little bit better if you're rolling with a team and especially if you're communicating with a headset and such but i mean that's what like grenades are for and rocket launchers and and and, and using your brain a little bit to kind of flank the enemy um, you know, so you can definitely play the video game by yourself, but I feel like the experience is just more enjoyable with, uh, with like a group of individuals. True. True. What about you, David? No, I think it'll probably be like those other games where you could play by yourself. Sure. But probably the, the thing is, this is only a beta, so who knows what the end game content looks like. And it may very well be near impossible to do that solo when you're hitting the level cap. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, I didn't get a chance to actually play the beta myself. Uh, Ubisoft did a really bizarre thing where they had the beta on the same weekend as the double XP weekend for Rainbow Six, and I made my choice, 
and <laughs> I didn't end up playing the division. Um, you know, they, Ubisoft makes both games, so I don't know why they scheduled it like that. Uh, but I am very much interested in the division. Uh, the my concern is that it does look and feel kind of Borderlands-ish. That's not typically something I'm into, but the modern day kind of thing that is. I like my games contemporary. Um, that's you know a huge part of why like Earthbound uh, is you know it's good writing, but it's the present day. I things lose me when they are just making up fantastical futures that are you know fifty years away and everybody's living in a flying car. It's uh, it, I don't find that quite as interesting because. It seems like most things in games is either super ancient or way stylistically futurized. So I'm into the whole modern day uh, Black Friday plague thing that it's got going on. Uh, I definitely still want to play it and I've seen people, uh, it looked like another beta, an open beta this time was inadvertently leaked on the Xbox dashboard at some point so supposedly there will be another beta coming and there's plenty of time before the game launches to run that so if you're into it uh, if you didn't get a chance to try it out you probably will get to sometime between when you hear this and the game launches nice Sounds interesting. I mean, a lot of people are excited. Again, I hear a lot of good talk and a little bit of bad negative talk about it on Twitter and the other social medias and stuff. So we'll know soon enough. We'll yeah, know soon enough. For what it's worth, um, my my regular crew of people that I play Rainbow Six with, probably about half of them play The Division. Uh, and most of them were, uh, they were hesitant to be all in on it, but they, they thought it looked promising and they were looking forward to getting a taste of the full game because they pretty well, I guess, ran through the beta of everything that they could do before it was kind of repetitive. So Mm. if you're into that kind of genre or shooters, um, it's probably something you're worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I know for sure I'm going to pick it up on day one. It, it sort of feels like Destiny where you're walking and then all of a sudden you see a group of people with gamer tags above their heads <laughs> just running. So, it, you know, you're, you're, ne- you're never really alone in this experience unless, you know, you obviously don't have an Internet connection. But even then, you can still play the video game. And, you know, I feel like you'd have a, good, a great time with it, too. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. So, that being said, though, we ran through all our topics for this week's show. We're going to take a small little break, get that little bumper for you, for it to all kind of settle in for you, and we'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Hey there, listeners. How's it going? If you're liking what you're hearing so far, please leave us a review over on iTunes. Leaving show feedback for us is always a great way to help make the show better overall. And if you'd like to connect with us on Twitter, hit us up at AllStarPod on Twitter. And don't forget, you could send us an email at AllStarPod.Hotmail.com. Again, hit us up on Twitter at AllStarPod, and also send us an email at AllStarPod.Hotmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. Hopefully you guys are settled back in after that little short break and such. But guess what time it is? It's about that time for that trivia. It's <laughs> trivia time, ladies and gentlemen. And guess who's got the reins on the car this week? Mm. Uh, yes. Okay, it's my turn. I'm the one bringing the trivia this week. 
Okay, and unlike unlike this nonsense we've had the last couple shows with these Pokemans and all this, what is it? This it's Earthbound. What is? Oh, this, this other like jazz. You don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna go get. It's about time for a man's game. Man's trivia time. Man's okay. game. We're gonna talk. About, <laughs> we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Kingdom Hearts, one of my favorite series. Notice the irony in this. <laughs> Pete, Pete's gone. Sorry. He's done. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. But either way, okay, that's that's this week's uh, theme for uh, trivia time. Okay, the topics of questions. So I got a couple questions for both Pete and David here. So we're gonna see how well they do. I think they're gonna fail miserably. And it's gonna be hilarious. But let's see who wins and who who comes out on top. So first question. All right. This is all about the Kingdom Hearts series. It's not tied to any one specific game or anything like that. No, this is covering the entirety of the Trust series. Me, it so. Won't matter. So it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of variety of the spice of life, okay? So, first question, all right? What was the main reason for voice actor Richard Epcar to take over the voice role for Ansem the Seeker of Darkness, the main bad guy of Kingdom Hearts 1 from Billy Zane in Kingdom Hearts 2, okay? Was it A, the voice actor in Japan for Ansem is the same as Bato from Ghost in the Shell, B, Billy Zane was fired due to conflict with Disney, C, the character underwent a redesign, or D, Billy Zane offered the role to Richard Epcar. I think I will go with D. Basically, none of those words you said meant a single thing to me, so I'm going to go with B. He's going to go with B. Okay, so you said B, David, and you said, uh, uh, what is, which D. one? D? No, you said D, and then uh, David said B. Okay, so... You both are wrong. You both fail. Okay, it's it's not that at all. But this is a fun fact for everybody that, that's curious about Kingdom Hearts. The actual answer is A. Okay, now there's a funny story about this because I actually got a chance to talk to Richard Epcar and ask him about this stuff. It was because when when Disney and Square Enix were making Kingdom Hearts two, uh, Billy Zane went to go out to go do his other stuff. You know, he you know he's he's big in movies. He's doing all this other cool stuff, being a cool movie star or whatever, and. It, they were trying to look for the right voice for, uh, was it Ansem, which is the main baddie from Kingdom Hearts 1 who appeared in Kingdom Hearts 2. So they looked at the Japanese voice actor in, in Japan, you know, for Kingdom Hearts, and they noticed that he was also the same voice actor for Bato in Ghost in the Shell. So they went to the same person who does the voice acting in English for Ghost in the Shell, and that just happened to be Richard Epcar. So kind of worked out in his favor, which is pretty cool. Nice. So now it's about that time for... Number two, okay. What is the reason that the Tarzan-themed world from Kingdom Hearts 1 did not make a return in future installments of the series? Why didn't it come back for any of the other games? Okay. Is it A, Tetsuya Nomura, the creator, felt that the property didn't match up to the series' integrity? Was it B, because of fan backlash for the inclusion of Tarzan in Kingdom Hearts 1? Was it C, Disney couldn't get the rights to use the Tarzan IP? Or D, Nomura wanted to make room for more Final Fantasy-themed worlds. D. <laughs> um, I will say A. A. Okay, so you, again, you both are wrong. Both fail. <laughs> <laughs> the actual answer, surprisingly enough, the actual answer is C, that Disney could not get the rights to use the Tarzan IP. Now Don't they own Tarzan? No, and I'm going to explain why. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> the the actual IP of Tarzan is is owned by the actual estate that wrote the original book for Tarzan. Okay, because a lot of these Disney adaptations and a lot of these different types of movies and stuff, they're based off of book at books. You know that were written like many many years ago. And Tarzan, the Jungle Book, you know most of those things, Alice in Wonderland, etc., are all they all usually they they give the rights the the actual state for the people that created them from back then give the rights to Disney to make these actual movies and such. So. The first game, Disney got the rights to use Tarzan, but then there was an actual court case and some sort of like rights issue that popped up between the time of Kingdom Hearts 1 and actually Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories and Kingdom Hearts 2. So Disney decided to exclude it from the rest of the series, you know, until I guess that gets settled out. And to this day, it hasn't been settled. Hmm. So pretty, pretty weird stuff. So let's go to question number three. Still zero a pop, mind you. <laughs> My God. Guys gotta, guys gotta up your game a little bit. Let's go to let's go to question three. Okay, how many Kingdom Hearts releases are there said to be here in the United States? Not counting Japanese re- releases. I'm only talking American-based releases that have or haven't come out yet. Okay, how basically how many games are there in the series? On okay. all platforms, right? On all platforms, all you know. platforms considering. Oh no, correction. Correction. platforms. <laughs> no, no mobile platforms that like phones and stuff. I'm talking right. about consoles. Okay, consoles and like portables. Okay, which portables being like Game Boy Advance, DS, 3DS, etc., Vita, PSP. Okay, so is it going to be A, 9? Is it B, 13, C, 15, or D, 6? <laughs> well, I think. Uh, I actually had to double check this. You'll have to sure. correct me, uh, but C was the largest number that you said. That was 15, yeah. Uh, whatever the number is, I'll take the biggest number. Okay, so C, 15, beat. Um, can you can you repeat the, the answers? Okay, so it was A, 9, B, 13, C, 15, or D, 6. This, this one's a little bit tough because, again, it, like, you, you have to really, you have to, you really have to know, like, all the right releases and stuff that are coming out. Uh, one, one and a half, two, two and a half, three, three and a half, four point seven. I don't know, I'm just gonna say B. <clears throat> I'm probably wrong. Believe it or not, you're not. It's actually oh. B13. Wow. So Yay. I had to double check this like a couple times, okay? Because here's the thing it gets very confusing because there are games, obviously, one, the Japanese releases, which I'm not counting, that have multiple releases on other platforms and of some of the same games on mobile devices like phones and tablets and stuff. So what I counted was I counted all the regular games, which are all the console games like Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, etc. Dream Drop Distance, Birth by Sleep, uh, Chain of Memories, Rechain of Memories, etc. You know, so at all in all, it comes out to about 13 because if you need to tie in all those those actual releases and their final mixed versions, it comes out to that amount. So did you, did you count um, three? Or now. Yeah, and I counted. I believe I counted three also. Yes. Okay, because again, it, I said it hasn't come out yet, and also the other one I counted too was Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8, which is the one right before Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out. So you got, got the title right. games better. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right, Pete. So yeah, yeah, it's in the lead with one point. David's still hanging out over there with zero. So uh, I'm gonna stay there. So <laughs> question: you can at least hopefully you get one point. Okay. Now, this one might be a little bit easy. I don't know. Again, I don't know how much of the games you guys have played, but we'll see right now. Final question is, what are the main centric bad guys, basically the enemies, the the big baddies, okay, of the entire Kingdom Hearts series? Is it A, the Unversed, 
B, the dream eaters, C, the heartless, or D, the nobodies? C. C. C? Yeah, you both are right. Okay, yeah. it's, it's heartless. That's, now, here's <laughs> the thing. on the board. <laughs> the, reason why, the reason why I say that is because a lot of people get confused sometimes because there's a whole bunch of different enemies in the series. You have the heartless, which were the first enemies in the very first game, which are technically the main baddies, and they they appear throughout the series such. But then as soon as you get into Kingdom Hearts, well, uh, was it, Chain of Memories, and then beyond that, you start getting all these other enemies, like including the nobodies, the dream eaters, which are part of Kingdom Hearts uh, Dream Drop Distance on 3DS, the, the Unverse, which are part of Birth by Sleep. You know, there's a lot of enemies all over the place, but mainly the main baddies of the entire thing are the Heartless. So basically, you both got that one right. So I don't. Let me, let me ask you this our, our scoring convention, does technically just Pete get a point, or does that count for. Was nah, it a. He gets, uh, that's fine. I, I got no business winning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, te- I don't. Technically, when I won, it would have been a tie, but still, you're going to give it to Pete. Pete, you won this week's. Wait, how, how would it? How would it? How would it have been a tie? I got the. Uh, he's no, saying I, if I was bu- because I think if, because I was behind, if I got to choose first, and then you couldn't pick the same answer as me. Uh, no, no, no. What I said was is that because you both got right like that, does does that still count as a point given? Or is it? Well, it doesn't matter because he's still one up. You know, so <laughs> we're gonna have to it, refer to the call hand. it one zero yeah, or two one, like, but he's skip still me out of my victory. Yeah. There's a flag on the play. I think we're gonna have to say we're gonna have to go to replay. But well, we'll let, we'll let the fans decide that one day. Either way, though, technically, Pete, you win this week's trivia yeah. on Kingdom Hearts themes, like that. You guys are still both need to work on your KH game. I'm just saying. Yeah. Either way, yeah, still all good. So we don't have no community spotlight this week, which is which is eh. We, we still got no community spotlight stuff, but we have a bunch of other stuff for you guys to check out that you guys could, uh, when you get the time after listening to this podcast or all the other podcast episodes, you can check out some of our cool stuff. So, Pete, what do you got for us? Um, nothing in particular. Just um, head over to vgnewswire.net and check out uh, some of the cool videos there. Check out some of the news, news things that we have, the reviews and such. But, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Cool. David, any stuff you want to tell the fans about? Uh Nope, I also write for fusionnewswire.net, and by the time this podcast is up, my Necrodancer review should be live, so you can go check that out. Cool. And then same thing, every once in a while, I also contribute to VG Newswire. I also I help the guys do a couple other stuff, and you know, talk about different game stuff, and or again, write a news piece or review or whatever you'll find on the site. But also, I also stream on Twitch every single weekday evening. I'm over on twitch.tv slash gamerswithgames, playing a variety of different games. I've been playing a lot of Smash Brothers recently because that's like the new hotness right now with the DLC characters that just came out. Uh, I got a chance last night to play with a bunch of people, both with Bayonetta and Corrin from Fire Emblem Fates, which is pretty awesome. Really, really exciting stuff. So hopefully you guys, if you ever get the chance and you guys aren't doing anything on the weeknight evenings, you just want to just look at some gameplay or just interact with a cool chat, be part of the chat fam, just check me out on twitch.tv slash gamerswithgames. It should be awesome or whatnot. But that's going to probably wrap it up for this week. If you guys can, please shoot us over a tweet at AllStarPod on Twitter. Or you can send us an email at AllStarPod at Hotmail.com, which would be very helpful. It would be interesting. You guys can interact with the show. Send us questions, suggestion topics, you know, any type of stuff you guys want to let us know about. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes as well. It would be really helpful to rate us on there help contribute some feedback to the show, help make it better overall and such. So any other final thoughts, guys? 
no, no. Thank you uh, to everyone who listens to the show weekly. And um, like Jake James said, we'd appreciate any kind of feedback that you guys have or uh, any kind of mail that you want to send us here, either be a question, comment, or uh, or whatever. David, any other final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm a huge Twitter fan. That David Quigley. <laughs> uh, that'd be about it. Say hi. <laughs> He's a Twitter ninja. That's what it is. David's a Twitter ninja. Just appears then, just disappears, and then appears again. He's like all over the place. But either way, that's going to wrap up this week's podcast, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Everybody listening to the show enjoyed all the topics and such. Again, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter as well, at AllStarPod on Twitter. And send us an email, AllStarPod at Hotmail.com. So thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you guys again real soon. Peace out. Stay epic, everybody. Peace. Peace.